the Lord. Hallelujah. When you come here, you are expected to receive light. You are expected to be filled up. You are expected to be fed with life. You are expected to receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. So when you live, you live with fire. Somebody say amen. You live with fire. When you leave, you have received the burning fire of the Holy Spirit that purifies, that burns up limitations, cause your hand loose, cause your leg loose, cause your spirit loose so that you can fly. And so when I said the glory is here, I want you to understand what I'm talking about. The glory is here. Look at your neighbor and say, the glory is here. Come on, say it. The glory is here. Tell them it's a transforming glory. Tell them it's a supernatural glory. And say, you're looking at the glory right here. Amen. Hallelujah. And because the glory of God must manifest through us. Give me Genesis chapter 1, verse number 31. Genesis if I translate it in Igbo, it's Genesis. That's go back to the very beginning. That's what literally, that's what it actually means. If I say Genesis, I'm saying go back to the very beginning. <laughs> you don't know that one. <laughs> Genesis. Who is an Igbo person here? Am I saying the truth? Yeah, Genesis means go back to go to the very beginning. Is that what Genesis means? I don't give you a today. <laughs> That one is poemo, okay? Alright. Alright, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 31. Everybody read with me. Loud voice, one, two, go. Then God saw, let me hear you. Then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was what? Very good. Somebody say very good. Now, before you see this statement, before this one, all the other preceding verses said, God looked at what he has done. And is very, is good. Is that so? Genesis 1. So he looks at this one. God says, mm, this is very good. The Bible says he looks at the other one. He says, very good. When he has finished all things, he now came to this conclusion. I say that God saw everything. How many things? How many things? Everything, right? Everything means what? Everything, right? Everything that he had made and indeed all that he has made was very good. Somebody say very good. So when we say there is no evil in God, we are not saying something from just the New Testament. The beginning of the Bible here tells you the manifestation of God. Say everything he did is good. And not just good, but very good. In fact, it says indeed. That means, indeed means in reality, in actuality, everything he did is very good. Somebody say very good. So, what this shows you is the nature of and the character and the behavior of God. That everything he does is very good. And so he says, so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. But let's, let's leave this on. What I'm trying to show you is that when God has created all things, there was no evil in it. There was none that is bad. Everything God created is very good. Now give me Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. The scripture I read this morning. Ephesians, I want to show you something. Because we have to know from where we are taken. We have to know from where we came. We came from a God that everything he did is very good. That means his works are very good. The works of his hand are very, very good. And somehow we have so much misinterpreted this God today. That when you start to talk about things that is good. People think that you are not spiritual. Isn't it so? When you start to talk about good life, right? But the Bible said everything God did is very good. Is that what it says? So today, when I say that God wants you to have a good life, they say, mm -mm, your gospel is too, too sweet. <laughs> and that's how they have poisoned the heart of many. That's how they have poisoned the heart of many. And that which is filled in their heart continues to control them. Let me pause here and just say this. This will help somebody. 
And I get back to my message. I made a post this morning and I will recount that post. I gave a scenario and I said, and this scenario I'm going to get, work, I'm going to give works in everything. Here you are, born again, child of God, praying to God for a good marriage. You are praying to God to have a good marriage. You have prayed, you have done the vigils, you have joined all the prayer group everywhere, you have joined all of them. Praying to have a good marriage. And um, not only are you praying, you are even preparing yourself to be a good spouse. Right? That's what you're doing. You have been praying. But, each time you hear marriage, what comes to your mind is divorce. Say, marriage now, marriage not the work now. Listen to me very carefully. You are praying, right? You are praying. But, deep in your thoughts, when you hear marriage, you hear divorce. When you hear marriage, you hear about men who cheat on their wives and wives who cheat on their husbands. When you hear marriage, you think of abusive spouse. When you hear marriage, you are thinking of how to make your own money so that nobody will make a younger for you. You are thinking independence. When you hear marriage, you are trying to toughen yourself up so that nobody will try you. But listen, but you are praying for good marriage. But when you think of marriage, what you think is all the bad stories that you had about marriage. That's what you think about. In fact, that's what consumes you. So as a result, you are being very careful. Right? You, are, you want to be careful. When you see somebody come to you or you want to go close to somebody, you first check them. Right? Use your FBI hat to investigate them to make sure that they will not cheat, they will not lie, they will not do this, you know, that's what you are trying to do. But don't forget, you are praying to God for a good uh, marriage. Ladies and gentlemen, you know these two scenarios. The first one you are doing is a wish. The one you call prayer is a wish. The one that is consistent in your heart is your prayer. The one that is consistent in your heart that one is the one in your consciousness. That one is the one that has enveloped your spirit. I asked this morning, why do you wonder that you end up meeting the kind of people you are trying to run away from? The same people you are trying to avoid, it looks like they are following you everywhere. When you hear marriage, you are living in Abuja. The first thing you say that, all the men are useless. They are looking for a gear to abuse. No good man is in Abuja. When you hear marriage, what you are thinking about, ah, all the females in Abuja, they are prostitutes. That's what, but you are praying this side. Okay? That one you are calling prayer is a wish. The one that is prayer consistent. Don't forget, faith is neutral. Faith is neutral. The more you listen to all the divorce stories, the men who beat their wives, the man, eh, eh, your faith is growing in that area. Your faith is growing in that area. So now you are tiptoeing. When somebody comes and says, hello sister, first of all, you, your antenna will go zoom, 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 zoom. Will this one cheat or not? Look at his trouser first. Whether his trouser looks like people who, sir, that is what is in your spirit. And it don't matter how far you go. That which is your spirit is your reality. That's what we're trying to explain to people. I hear that complaint all the time. People come and, uh, what's going on? Are you in a relationship? Eh, these guys say they always want sex. Uh, they always, always. If that pattern is retrieving, ah, uncle, don't worry. You're emitting an energy. It has consumed you. Tell your neighbor, let something else consume you. Come on, tell them. Say, let something else. Let light consume you. And so, what this means is this. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. What this means is simple. That faith is not that we deny reality. Look up here. Are there people who beat their wives? Are there men who are abusive? Are there men who cheat? In Abuja, are there useless men? No, yes, they are. They are. They are. 
In Abuja, do you have prostitutes who go to church? Yes, I have seen them. Plenty. But, don't forget, you have a choice. Listen to me carefully. You have a choice to allow the circumstance to mold your heart. Or allow your heart to mold your circumstance. That's why we tell people, if, if they, you know, waiting concern you, they never beat you before now. Waiting can concern you. Nobody don't beat you here, but now you carry the fight now for your head. Nobody beat you. You become a spokesperson for abuse women association. Nobody touch you. But what you have not experienced is now your reality. Because that is how you measure everything. That's how you judge men. That's how you judge people. When you see a girl, you look and finish and say, this one, hmm, who knows where you don't go? <laughs> who knows where you don't go? You, you never go place. <laughs> yeah? You never go place. Huh? When we, see, when we corrupt our minds with all these things, then simple things becomes difficult. Now they say, you are waiting for God to give you space. Which God? You go throw him from heaven. No, he's already here. Now you know Siam. And why you know Siam? is because of all I'm telling you now. And so, what do we say to men is that your heart can create your reality. And so when you come here, we tell you, you are the righteousness of God. What are we doing? We are sowing the seeds in your heart that shall create what? Your reality. We used to go to church. They call us sinners. They call us sinners. And the more they call you sinner, the more you accepted that you're a sinner. If Christ died and I'm still a sinner, then he wasted his time now. It's a wasted death. Because the Bible says, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of eh, the whole world. That's it. And so that's how I know. So, so no, when I wake up, I'm a righteous man. Pastor, don't verse. I'm a righteous man. I'm just a righteous man who verse. And the more I walk in the consciousness of my righteousness, I will verse less. I will verse less. The things that upset you, you look at them and you smile. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? Listen, this is the simplicity of the whole thing. So when you come here, open your ears so that God will remove the things that is already holding you down. The thoughts you have about yourself. The thoughts you have about money. The thoughts you have about success. I was saying with them here this morning. There are some people all their life they have been pursuing money. Pursue money everywhere. Everywhere. Sometimes they get them. After some time. You know what the Bible says? They think we grow wings and fly. <laughs> some people they never see them at all at all. And so when we start to tell them Uncle, you say uncle, mm -mm. uncle, you say yes. We say again, uncle, you say uncle three times. You know how God calls people three times. After you answer the third time, we say, Mene, mene, tekel, or fasten. Your problem is not Buhari. Your problem is not Satan. Your problem is what is in your spirit. Once a man changes that, sir, that is why born again is the total transformation of the man. The man has a new spirit. In this spirit, he's perfect. He's pure. He's blessed. He's holy. He's anointed. He's wealthy at all times. And didn't the Bible tell you, as a man thinks, so that man is. Friend, that is so every message we preach here is to feed you with the good food that you eat. And then suddenly, I'm sure it has happened to some people, suddenly, some of the things we say here, you will hear, but it's somewhere. It's not manifest, it's somewhere. One day you wake up, and then your eyes opens to see your way out of a situation. I give this example all the time. Maybe there's still no money in your pocket. But you wake up one day and say, I can never be poor. Listen, what I'm telling you, listen, listen. This is not positive confession. No, you are not declaring what your eyes have seen. You know it. You know it. In fact, you are so sure, right, that when your money remains small, you know they bother you because you know what is coming. You are so sure about it. 
You give up freely more easily. You release your hand more. I'm telling you, friend, this is how the spirit of God transforms men. Suddenly, you realize. When we say people, when we repeat this word, for example, since 9 a.m. here, we've been praying, singing. Isn't that what we've been doing? On all the prayers, everything we have said is to seed your spirit with light in every aspect of your life. Nobody here is small, Lou. I hope you know that. Nobody here is small. If you're small, now condition, now make a fish bend. So we are here to unbend you. Somebody say amen. We are here to unbend you so that you stand up and know that you are light. And so, don't forget. Let me show you what I was trying to show you first. Everything God did is good. And then for God to continue that good, he had to replicate himself so that that himself will continue to do good. Remember in Genesis, he said he did good works. Is that true? Now read with me again. Let's read this loud voice. Everybody want to go. We have become his poetry. Stop. The other translation say we have become his masterpiece. The other translation says we are his handy work. That's the work of his hands. It's amazing that I am the work of his hand. Poetry is a way of expression. What that means is that I am the way God expresses himself. Tell your neighbor, you need to know you. Come on, tell them, you need to know you. Push them, push them. Say, you need to know you. 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 Kai, I am the way God expresses himself. Poetry is a means of expression, of thoughts, of imaginations. Masterpiece, the other language, is the highest of an artist creation. An artist can draw many things, but only a few can be masterpiece. And so, I am the highest of God's creation. The highest of his works. I am his poetry. The way God expresses himself. And then he says, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given how many of us? He has given how many of us? So you have a destiny. Is that true? And this destiny, now God give them. Now God give them. People will say, when God opens a door, no man can close. Is that what they say? Then when they finish telling that, they will not tell you there are demons that can stop you. They just say, when God, they say, who can question God? They sing the songs. When they finish, they say, ah, these village people, they are me, no. It is either God is supreme or he's not. But we know that our father is supreme. Somebody say louder, amen. Now, he says we are to fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. Why is that? Listen to me. Of course, I've said this before. Simple in English. When you hear for, for means because. For or because. Why is this our reality? Because we are joined. Somebody say joined. We are joined to who? To Jesus, the anointed one. Uncle, ask your neighbor. Help me ask your neighbor. If you are joined, if you are joined to the anointed one, what are you? Ask them. Ask them. If you are joined to the anointed one, what are you? What are you? Now get the answer. Get the answer. What are you? What are you? You are the same anointing. You carry the same anointing. You carry the same glory. Because I am joined with Christ. Sir, the faith I have have absolutely nothing to do with this world. The faith I have have nothing to do with my education. Everything I have come to believe is because my eye opened. I know, say, I don't enter inside Jesus. If I have entered inside of him, whatever he has, I have it. Whoever he is, that is who I am. If he is good, I am good. See, Q-E-D. End of... Don't let... Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let people confuse you. There are many who confuse for their own benefit. I was with a brother of ours, apostle, the one that comes from Lagos. During the week, he sent me some... Some of those grace people do this, do that, do that. First, I told him, the only reason I'm answering is because you send it to me. Because I don't have time for some conversations now. But let me explain a few things for you. 
I didn't know he was with a pastor. So he showed the man my post. The man already finished. I said, we know it's true. But you see, where, where, where I did, I know if you talk. He said, there's no argument. This is true. But I cannot say it. Look up here. It will make sense why Jesus picked the kind of people he picked to preach his gospel. I used to think before that it was only spiritualism. Why, will, why didn't Jesus start from the temple? Remember, there were men who were men of God. Bishops. In his time. They, they wore the robes. The Bible will tell you now about their appearance. They had bodyguards. They were called temple guards. They were the ones who arrested Jesus. I hope you know that. Those are up will be for the bishops. Those who arrested Jesus. They were temple guards. Just like we have today. They go in convoy. When they go to the marketplace, they do their hand like this, like this. You know? People honored them and respected them. Jesus never used any of them. He went to ordinary fishermen. And for many years, I wondered why. Until he became claimed to me. Listen to me. Jesus looked for men who had nothing to lose. They had no reputation to protect. They had nothing to lose. No reputation. Nothing. So if they get the truth, they will say it as it is. See, simple. Sir, can I tell you something? When God began to open my eyes to see this thing, I didn't start preaching immediately. I locked myself inside the room and I was praying to God, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah Shab Shab. Because instead of me to go and start, who is me, to go and start saying this, Father, I started calling our fathers of faith by name, one after the other. Father, if you just tell them, since, that, since everybody is listening to them, just tell them and then everybody will believe. I pray attire. But you know, my heart was sincere. Right? My heart was sincere. I realized that the truth most people will tell you is conditional. If they receive a truth that will turn everything upside down, many people aren't going to tell you that truth. And that is why he went and looked for ordinary men. They had nothing to lose. And it was amazing. It was amazing. They, when they saw Peter, they said, come on, is this not the same Peter? And then the Bible say they realized he had been with Jesus. Just being with Jesus, so just being with him. But now we are saying that you are not just being with him, you are him. Oh, glory. Glory to Jesus. May your heart have understanding in the name of Jesus. Now listen to where I'm going to. We are joined. So the reason I have faith is because I'm joined with him. Simple. That's why it's called faith. I'm joined to the anointed one. Even before we were born, listen to this carefully, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the, the good works. Somebody say good works. Did you see good works in Genesis? You saw it, right? God did good works. So like you and like your father, as your father did good works, he also brought you forth that you would do the same good works. Are you with me so far? Sir, I deal with people. I deal with organizations. I can tell you, we need more good works. This world needs good works. This world needs to experience love. They need to experience peace. They need to see the they need to taste the goodness of God. And so that is why we are here. Our Father does good works. He has recreated you and I. Remember, he started from the beginning and said, "We." Who is we? Who is we? Yes. All of us in Christ. We have become. He has made us. And so, this manifestation is the manifestation of God in good works. That the eyes will see him. The eyes will see him. There will be no doubt. Give me Romans chapter 8, verse number 19. That's where I want to, I want to play a little bit around by the grace of God. Let's see. Alright, everybody, let's read loud voice. I want to hear you like a choir. One, two, go. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of who? Glorious sons and, oh, sorry, God's glorious sons and daughters. Now, 
These sons and daughters here is just for English purposes. Because there were people who started saying, Bible is a sexist language. Bible is written for man. That's why it says sons of God. They don't have sense. They don't know that son is everybody. So, in order to address those kind of people, that's why they would do these sons and their daughters. Because in God, there's neither male nor female. Is that true? There is, there is no Holy Ghost for man and Holy Ghost for woman. Is that true? All the divisions only exist in our mind. And so, that's why he says here, so he's supposed to read unveiling of God's glorious sons. Full stop. God's glorious sons. Now, listen to me very carefully. He says the universe is standing. Tiptoe. What does tiptoe mean? That means they are looking out for something. Anxiously. The other translations say they are anxiously expecting. Right? They are anxiously expecting. You know, they are looking forward to something. That means that, that means they have a hope. That means they have something they need. That means they are looking forward to. The other translations say with a stretched neck. They are looking for something. What are they looking for? What are they yearning to see? The unveiling. The other translation says the manifestation of sons of God. Now, let's look at this word a little bit carefully. It will help us understand. That's why I said Bible must be interpreted correctly. This word unveiling here. In fact, I posted this to those who follow the daily messages. This word unveiling here is the same word, apocalypsis. What that means is revelation. Right? So, what the Bible is explaining here, remember it says unveiling. Revelation. So, we can replace that unveiling with revelation of God's glorious sons. First of all, before I come back here, remember the scripture that we read, I think last Sunday, where the Bible makes us clear to understand that what is happening is the transformation of us into the full image of Christ. That is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if you read the whole down. At the end of it, he says that this glorious transformation, glorious, remember glorious, and remember glorious here, right? Glorious transformation is of the Lord, who is, or which is the Spirit. Look up here, because no man can transform himself. The transformation we are talking about is not a man trying to change his behavior. The transformation we are talking about is when the Holy Ghost takes hold of you inside and begins to transform you completely. That's what it says. This transformation is, I told you when we started this year, I said, look, this has to be what is coming, what the world is looking forward to, has to be 0% man's effort. 100% spirit. 0% law. 100% spirit. Everything has to be by the spirit. Because no man can achieve this. That means what we are saying here is that we are being transfigured, the Bible says, into the image, full image of Christ. No human being can do that. In no get how you change your behavior reach, make you become. No. It has to be done by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so now, watch this, because I'm trying to tie the two scriptures together because they point to the same thing. So, we are being transformed to the image of his son. What do we call Jesus? We call Jesus the son of a God. Is that true? The son of God. So, this transfiguration is the glorious sons of God. Son of God is another way we call Jesus. Is that true? I don't want, are you missing me? So are you missing me? Are you missing anywhere? Okay, now you just understand. First of all, let me pull back a little bit. When you hear Son of God, what do you think about? There's a religion that mocks Christianity. They said, we say that Jesus is the Son of God. They say it's not true because God has no wife. If God does not have a wife, how can he have? A son. You see, the human being no get sense, Abby? Because they are using human sense. They say, how can you say God has a son? He doesn't have a wife. For God to have a son. Because they are thinking that son of God means speaking of God. That's what they are thinking. When they hear son of God, they think is um, Uche here is the son of brother Charles. So Uche is the picking 
That's what they're thinking about. No, sir. Son of God means God becoming flesh. That's what son of God means. When we say son of God, we're saying that a man, this man, Jesus, is God becoming a human being. Holding your mind, though, that I'm trying to explain to you that this unveiling is about sons of God. Now, so when I say that Jesus is the son of God, what I'm saying is that Jesus is the example of God becoming a man. Jesus became a man. God became a man. And we called him Jesus. That package, let me use the word, that package is what it means to say son of God. Because in him, God showed himself as a man. And the Bible says, whoever believes that Jesus is the son of God, he said that man is saved because God now lives in him. He lives in God. First John chapter 4, verse number 15. Is this making sense to anybody here this morning? I'm giving you the scripture so you can go and check yourself. Because I'm going somewhere. And so son of God means God became a man. The, incarnate, the, the incarnation of divinity into humanity is what we call son of God. So when we say, and look up here, why did the Jews not benefit from Jesus? They refused to believe he was the son of God. They have been praying to God. Calling God. Sacrificing to God. So when God became a man, they said, no, it's not true. How can God be a man? See? And that's the same thing today, and I'll show you now. Remember, faith is not for you to say, hey, I believe in Jesus of Nazareth. That's not faith, though. You are just acknowledging a historical fact. How many of you know that Nigeria gained independence in 1960? How many of you know? You believe that, right? That's a fact. That's a historical fact. No. What we are saying is beyond that. So when I say that Jesus, it will make sense why the Bible says any spirit that does not acknowledge that Jesus came in the flesh, that spirit is anti-Christ. Because if you acknowledge that Jesus came in the flesh, you are saying that God became a man. And so here, let's go back. The Bible says, and let me tell you, at least I'm one who is interested in global events. I follow news when I have to. I see the trends. My brothers and sisters, the world you and I live, are living in is not becoming any better. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. No, it's not becoming any better. People think is let's run from this side to another side. Let's jump from here. Let's jack back from here to here. Uh, oh, please, please, let me say this. I want to say this. I have to correct this. Listen to me. I am not against anybody traveling to live overseas. What I'm trying to help you is to see the light so that no matter wherever you are, that light will guide you. If you make the mistake of thinking that your life is terrible here, when I get to that place, my life will be perfect. Oh, yeah, now we'll go see him. If it is so, everybody there, their life would have been perfect by now. Isn't that so? Be led. Look at your name and say, be led by purpose. Come on, tell them, be led by purpose. Listen, if you key in so, who God has made you to be, if that is part of it, you see how we will get there easily. Easily. You will not struggle. You will not fight. You see how before you know it, bam, all of a sudden, you see yourself in another country. Settled. And some of you here is your reality already. Somebody say amen. What I'm telling you is that don't run out of frustration. Remember, what a man is on the inside, even if you go to Washington, D.C., he will be the same thing. The same poverty will hold you here. When you get there, the jobs you will pick are jobs for poor people. The jobs you will do, you will see whatever that people do. Anyone you do will be poor people's job. You will just be able to... Be, oh God, because what you are looking for, the only thing that you are trying is just to survive. You will survive. And because of hamburger, you grow a little more stomach. Your head will add up a little bit. If a lizard escapes here to London, in America, a lizard is always a, a lizard. The only thing is that American lizard might, may speak with a little bit of accent. American lizard. <laughs> when American lizard come back, <laughs> come back speaking with a little bit of accent, 
And you know, man, 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 man. But lizard na lizard. You no go become crocodile. Lie, lie, no go. You become a fattened lizard. A fattened lizard. And as the fat increase, now so blood pressure, they increase. I know what I'm telling you. So I'm not against, and, and please, if you're here, don't close your mind towards that. Because some of you will have to. You have to be placed in different parts of the world. Somebody say a loud amen. What I'm telling you is that be led by purpose. And those who make it are standly there are those who are led by purpose. The ones who went to survive, they are there. Yeah, there's no light. In this country, there's no light. Don't worry. You will see light, you go tired. The things that you think is a big thing becomes nothing. This work, this place, there's no work, there's no work, there's no work. When you get there, you go see work, you go tired. I know what I'm talking about because I've been there. So, I'm not closing the door and I'm not telling you not to expire. Please, don't close your heart towards it. What I'm telling you is that try to align your... See, figure out the man you are. Figure out the woman you are. If you figure that that light can take you anywhere. I went to a place two weeks ago, about two weeks ago. I think those who follow me on Facebook, I posted this on Facebook. And I went to have a meeting with somebody. The crowd was just too much. So, even though I had come there many times, I was there. When the man came, we shook hands downstairs. I tried to follow him upstairs. The security people said, no, everybody must fill a form. I said, okay. Even though the man had seen me. I like to respect protocols. I said, okay. I filled form. Filled my form. I went and sat down somewhere, waiting. I was that place, somewhere else, waiting. A man came with another set of people. They were standing around. And they had gone up to go see the man. As they were leaving, this man had almost got, the, got to the gate. My eye pointed at him. This guy reversed all the way from the gate, past everybody, and came to where I was sitting. And said, sir, something said I should know you. I was seated down. Something told me that I should know you. I said, eh, Okay. Who are you? I say my name. He now told somebody, say, oh, he's, he's a pastor. Remember, I was seated down somewhere. So he's a pastor. Guess what? It's actually somebody that we need one another. Right? We need one another. And I had a meeting with him yesterday, just to emphasize to you. The same day, while waiting for this same person, another person passed me by once, twice, came back, and walked up to me and said, something. You know when they say something, they, they describe it as something. They say, something says we should work together. No, I'm, You know, I will not make this story up. I even posted it on Facebook. We have no reason to say things that are, why should we, we go lie for? Say, something said I should, we should work together. I said, okay, somebody say glory. You've to bring out what you carry from inside. That's what I'm telling you. I didn't push. I didn't fight. And you know what happened? The name I wrote, they threw away the name somewhere. They kept the name somewhere. The man says, sir, you, I just feel like we should work together. Guess what happened? When I finally saw the man, I found out that the guy who said we should work together, we both of us came for the same thing. And we're working together now. Same day. Same place. As if that was me by mistake enough. In the same place, another man passed, made a U-turn and came back to me. See, the place is full of people. Oh. Crowd. is The place is full of people. Another man took a reverse and came back to me. I said, ah, your face looks like I've seen you somewhere. I said, another one don't come. He was so happy. Like, so happy to see me. I don't know him. So happy. His friend brought out his phone and started taking my picture. So happy. Ah, what is your name? Once I say my name, he started calling Chidi. Everywhere, Chidi. Chidi. I said, ah, waiting. <laughs> 
Where they struggle, you will excel. In the name of Jesus. The weapons of our warfare, they are not canal. And even though they delayed my meeting this man, things were happening where I was being delayed. And when I finally saw him, I saw him at the time I was supposed to see him. So all things work together for us. If a man, that's why I say people, oh God, cure the anger, this depression, fear that is inside. Cure the emptiness. Allow the Holy Ghost to feed the emptiness. If it was before, as I did, I don't the verse. What is wrong with these people? Start to speak through my nose. For where? No, 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 no. I now know that anywhere I am, I'm a commanded blessing. That's what I'm telling you. See, this, thing, this spiritual work is not by vibration. No. It's how confident your eyes have seen the glory. That's what makes you, when everybody's running, you say, eh, eh, I'm not running. Because why would they, waiting they pursue them, not waiting they pursue you. And Nigerians are very good at that. Once you see people running, you too will take off. I'm driving on the express. I see people driving the opposite direction. Cars, you know, turning the opposite direction. I wanted to turn. Something said, no, 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 no. Nothing is happening. Everybody driving the opposite direction. Of course, my first initial reaction was to reverse. No, someone said, no, keep going. Nothing is happening. I drove past there. Nothing. Taxi driver saw VIO people. I made a U-turn to run. Everybody started running. I kid you not. <laughs> Everybody started running. <laughs> I beg. I'm telling you. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's tidy up here. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm trying to show you how practical this life is, friends. And anybody can live like that when you are propelled, not by what your eyes on the outside sees, but what your eye on the inside sees. What moves your life is who you have come to believe you are, and that's what I'm about to show you. Because the word is cannot wait. For you to manifest. And he says the unveiling. So is the revelation of God's son. Revelation of the sons of God. Now what is the title of the chapter of the last, the last chapter in the Bible? What is it called? Revelation. Revelation of who? Jesus Christ. That's what he calls it, right? The last chapter of the Bible is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. That means the revelation of God's son. Is that true? Now, understand what I'm trying to show you here. Because this is where the key is. It calls it the revelation. That means the unveiling of Christ. So, for years and thousands of years, we've been looking forward to Jesus, the man, to jump down from the skies. But when you have understanding, you know that what the book is talking about is the unveiling of the sons of God. Revelation. Revelation of Jesus Christ. That means revelation of what Jesus means. What does what did I tell you that Jesus represents? Son of God, isn't it? And the Bible says that you and I have been joined where with Him. So if He is the Son of God, what am I? Who am I? Sir, everything starts to change when men start to believe. That they are the sons of God. I'm not saying the one you sing a song. I'm saying that in your heart, that is the only identity you have about yourself. Don't forget, Jesus, the Son of God, was given to us as example, prototype. This is
Christ. You that's Christ. Everywhere we are, Jesus Christ is everywhere. Because we have become one with him. Is this making sense to you this morning? So when the Bible talks about revelation of Christ, it's talking about the revelation of what Christ represents. What does Christ represent? Son of God. And we are, we have been made son of God. And so, that's why the Bible talks about good works. Our daddy does good works. We, his sons, we do good works. And ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you are not sure, the world is in need of good works. That's why the Bible says they are expecting. They are looking, they are tired. People are tired. All the inventions we have been, we are, that has been made in medicine, is it making people more healthier? Nope. It's making them more medicated. Those are two different things. It's making them more medicated. Now, don't get me wrong. These things are, listen, listen to me carefully. This is, I believe in these things. I hope you know that. I believe in medicine. I believe in science. I'm a technical person. I believe in that. I believe in process. I believe in systems. I believe in the political systems. I spend my own time in it. Because that's what keeps man on the temporary. But it can never give man their eternal answer. Because man is an eternal being. That's why the unveiling of the sons of God. Somebody say it louder. Amen. Don't be deceived, friends. What the world is looking forward to is not a Jesus jumping down from the sky. It is you being unveiled as the son of God. Get it right. It's you unveiling. So that when they see you, they will see Christ. That means God in you, God is a man. So when I believe in Jesus Christ as the son of God, I'm saying in him, God became a man. And because as he is, so I am. In me, God is a man. Kai, I wish this is, I, I wish this is what they taught us from the beginning. So, look at you. See, see what they, see what they did to They stole everything that was us. So when you think of yourself, you think failure, you think poverty, you think, ah, this is how I want to manage self. Everything is reversed. Everything is negative. Everything, that is why life is full of struggles. And we pass through this phase, struggling, not continue to struggle. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. It is because what we are was taken away from us. Now that we are being born again, we start to realize that we are what the world is. Oh God, please, if, if you didn't get anything today, go home with this. What the world, the world is mistakenly expecting a man, Jesus of Nazareth, who jumps down from the sky. No, what they are waiting is his revelation as sons of God all over the place. And the Bible talks about that. If you read the account very well, read your Bible very well, it talks about that at the end of it, the dream of God is to be in us. That's what he has always wanted. And so because in Christ, the Bible says, everything that was God, the fullness of the Godhead, dwelled in Christ bodily. Let me hear you say, I am the son of God. Come on, I am the son of God. Friends, let me tell you something. I only introduced, by the grace of God, a language to you. You got to learn how to speak the language. You got to learn how to speak the language. I did not say there are no challenges, but don't let the challenges define you. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, let the light of the God define you, sir. That's what I'm telling you. Suddenly, suddenly, that which you carry on the inside starts to redefine your outside. So, we are not those who go to church looking for a miracle to survive. Now, if you need one, it's instant. I'm not saying that shouldn't happen. But I'm trying to tell you, I was telling them here in the morning, when we started this church, I had a problem praying for people who are looking for jobs. I was struggling. As a pastor, I was praying. I wanted to pray for everybody to get a job. But I was struggling with the prayer. Now I know why. Because, look up here. Look up. And this is where we end up. Those who were here in the morning have already had me say this. Look up here. How many of you know, just look up, how many of you know that unless you open up your heart 
to see yourself as someone who can create jobs for other people. How many of you know that you will always continue looking for jobs? How many of you know that? Did you hear what I said? Only if, if you never ever open up your heart. Listen to me carefully. This is what I said to them this morning. There are many people crying for things. They are praying for job. They are praying for admission. They are praying for many things. If you heard what I preached to you today, what you should hear is that God is making you answer to those prayers. God is making you what? Answer to their prayers. There are so many sick people all over the place. Crying. Looking for help. They have cried and they have prayed to God. God will only answer them by unveiling his uh, sons. And so, until you begin to have a clearer picture, uncle, it's not where you live, oh. it's not where you run to, it's not where you go to. Eh -eh. Because don't forget, I have told you, it's not the situation, it's what is going on inside of you. And so, rather than you, now, no, no, I'm not, listen to me very carefully, just listen to me carefully. I'm not teaching a business class, I'm just trying to tell you that. I use that as example to tell you this. That until your heart opens up to receive some certain things, you will only, always keep going on the same direction. So, here's what happened. Instead of us become people who create jobs, we become people who, if you get a job in a church, it's a testimony, it's a miracle. Now, that's not wrong. That's a glory. But there's a better glory. Are you with me so far? That's a manifestation of glory. But there's also a greater glory. And you and I are being called into this greater glory. So, instead of me struggling to get one thing, I become somebody who provides that thing. Now, that's a different level of existence. That's a different level of oppression. And this works in everything. Instead of me always desperately looking for somebody to help me, now my heart is enlarged to be a helper to many. So my prayer, as I'm praying, I'm not praying because if I don't eat today, I will die. I'm praying because my destiny cares for millions of people. Are you hearing what I'm telling you this morning? My destiny cares, cures a lot of hearts. What I carry heals nations. The ideas in my head solves many problems. And those who create solutions, they don't look for money. Money looks for them. They don't pray for money. They don't fast to get money. Everywhere they go, money follows them. Because you know what? Their work is good. Good works all over the place. I said good works all over the place. Lift up your hands and say, I'm ready. Father, I'm ready. Come on, everybody here. Lift up your hands and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to do the good works. Everybody, stand to your feet, everyone. Stand to your feet, everyone. Lift up those hands and say, I'm ready for good works. I'm ready to do that for which you have called me. Stand to your feet. That's your prayer. Lift up your hands all over this place. And say, I'm ready. I'm going to be praying now. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the good works. For which you have called me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to fulfill that which you have given to me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Lift those hands. And let your heart be open as you pray. This moment. I'm ready to perform. To, um, to be unveiled. This transformation continues. As I'm being unveiled. Into the fullness of the revelation of the sons of God. I'm being revealed. Right? I'm being revealed. I am being revealed to the world. You are being revealed to the world. You are being revealed. God is showing you fault. God is showing you fault. You are a creator. You create wealth. You bring peace to people. You bring joy. The mention of your name brings joy to people's hearts. The mention of your name brings joy to people's hearts. When people see you, they see hope. When you speak, life comes out. That's what the world is looking for manifestation of the sons of God. It is not people who gather and become religious. 
No, it's people who solve real problems. That through you, through you, many will witness the grace of God. That through you, right, the kindness of God becomes tangible for people to see. The kindness of God, the mercies of God becomes tangible for people to see because you are here. Your mouth brings it forth. Your hands brings it forth. It flows out from your heart. Oh, it's a new generation of believers. It's a revelation of the sons. That's what I'm talking about. And if that's what you desire in your heart to see, it's your reality. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. What I'm saying is that you are not those who run for miracles. You are the one who gives the miracles. Thank you, Father. And nobody here is exempted from this. Nobody here is exempted. God has made a deposit of the Spirit inside of you. Oh, just lift those hands and worship Him. Say, I'm answer. I'm an answer to this generation. Come on. I, I, am, an answer. I am answer to somebody's prayer. I am an answer to somebody's prayer. The prayer of millions. I am the answer. I am the answer. I am a provider for millions of people. My hand provides for people. I build houses for them. I feel them. I clothe them. I pay for their school fees. Many are surviving because I'm being unveiled. Hallelujah. Come on, lift those hands and just bless him. So this is my reality. This is me. I'm being unveiled to the world. God is tangible because of me. Hallelujah. God is tangible because of me. His mercies are real because of me. His woes are life because of me. And when I say because of me, because he's the one doing the works. He does his works. He has made me a son. So I shine as son. I live as son. I manifest as son. Oh, the glorious unveiling of the glorious sons of God is here. The glory is here. Thank you, precious Father. I give you the praise. Oh Lord, I give you the glory. Jesus, I exhort you. Thank you. What can we give you in return but to say thanks? For we are sons of God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now, sons of God, we say a louder amen. I say, sons of God, we say a louder amen. Come and put those hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Finally, before we take our offering, listen, this is a house of prayer. It's a house of manifestation. I want you just for one minute to grab your neighbor and speak words of prophecy over their lives concerning what you heard now. Come on, let's do that quickly. Let's do that quickly. This is important. Pray for them that the truth they heard stays in them. It remains in them. It germinates. It provides. Call forth what is in them out in the name of Jesus. Marco Brando Scandalebrades. Kira Narabos Kanda Prondoshke in the Libra Day. Balinda Katoma. Lekento Robosi Bragadosh. Kimenda Likaturia Bradush. Thank you, precious Father. I call you forth, Son of God. Your manifestation is now. Your unveiling is now. Your gifts are coming alive. Your graces are coming alive. In the name of Jesus. I cut off every limitation. I cut off whatever has hindered you. You are manifesting. You are being unveiled to your generation. In the name of Jesus. Through some of you here. Through some of you here. Healings will come to many families. Healings will come. I didn't say healing. I say healings will come to many families. They are crying. They are tired. They are tired. What they thought was good is not like poison. But through you, by your words, by the spirit you carry. As Jesus said, peace be still. And there was great calm to that storm. So you will speak, peace will come to their homes. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious father. Remember, this is specific. In some of you, this is connecting to your heart. Because you've always desired this. Let that be activated today in the name of Jesus. Let that ministry be activated today in the name of Jesus. Somehow, 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 when you appear, 
suddenly a word brings peace difficult problems suddenly there's a resolution those who said we're enemies suddenly they find peace that's the presence that you carry I said that's the presence that you carry in the name of Jesus they will say I was annoyed but when he spoke or when she said to me suddenly I don't know what happened thank you precious father we give him praise and glory for in Jesus wonderful name we have prayed one more time can we put our hands together for Jesus in the house quickly let's take our offerings quickly let's take our offerings quickly